0: hey guys thanks for joining me today if you're going through something facing a storm dealing with a loved one that is in the hospital or whatever the difficulty you're facing is know this there's a god in heaven that loves you and adores you and even if he doesn't stop the storm he promises to be with you through the storm he will be your shalom i pray that you will lean on him and cast your cares on him for he cares for you Psalm 91, 1-2 through two says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This is my prayer for you today, that you will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. Okay guys, let's jump into today's message, titled, I promise. We we make promises all the time to different people, but we don't always keep them. When you buy something on credit but fail to pay it back, that is a promise not kept. When you are hired and given your job description or told what is expected of you, and you agree, you are promising that you will follow through and do it. But when you slack off at work or show up late, etc., you are breaking the promise that you made. When When we tell someone we will do something or not do something, but we fail to follow through, we are breaking a promise by not keeping our word. But the worst one of all to me is when, as a parent, I promise to do something for my kids and fail to follow through or deliver on that promise. Letting them down is heartbreaking and not something I want to ever make a habit out of. But there have been times when I've gotten ahead of myself and did not think things through and made a promise I could not keep. The disappointment was devastating, so I strive to make no promises to my kids especially that I can't keep. I have to be candid with you guys and tell you there are, there have been many times that I have broken my promises financially, at work, with family, etc. And looking back, it is heartbreaking to think about. And if you are like me, you know that the shame and disappointment can overwhelm you if you let it. You must choose instead to remember that where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. You are forgiven and redeemed, and you cannot change the past, but you can walk in His victory and live a life going forward that honors Him and allows you to truly uh, be a reflection of God's amazing grace. The fact is no one is perfect except Jesus and everybody at some point breaks a promise or two. Everybody fails at some point, especially in their walk or with their promises to God. It is in those moments that the devil will take advantage of your failures and the shame or disappointment that you feel. He will use it to render you useless for God, to keep you beat down so that people can't see Christ in you. It is then you must speak life into your spirit. Use God's word to silence the voice of the enemy and remind him that he might not know, I'm sorry, that he might know your past, but you know his future. For you are a child of God, purchased, saved, forgiven, and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And Jesus gave you authority to say, Not today, Satan, not today. I will walk in victory, for I have been redeemed. Psalm ninety-one fourteen through 16 says, Because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue Him. I will protect Him, for He acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. With long life I will satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. Isn't that so encouraging to hear? Because he loves me, says the Lord. If you love God and acknowledge him, you too can lean on this promise. And we know God always keeps his promises. Let's take a look at a promise that Peter made. And Jesus told him he would not keep it. And when the shame hits Peter because he failed to keep his promise, it overwhelms him. He is utterly devastated. Matthew 26, 31-35 Then Jesus told them, This very night you will, fall, you will all fall away on, on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows you will disown me 3 times. But Peter declared even if I have to die with you I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Peter makes a promise that Jesus tells him he cannot and will not keep. Yet Peter ignores Jesus's words because he thought, you know, of it to be too painful and the shame too great. You know, the thought of it had to just be so disheartening. So Peter doubles down on his promise with his very life as collateral for the promise. Now, aren't you glad that Jesus understands our shortcomings and has grace to forgive us? I'm sure Peter was glad Jesus didn't hold him to his hasty promise, or did he? More on that later. What is interesting is Peter throws the rest of them under the bus and claims that he is without a doubt the most loyal of the disciples. When he says, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Again, Peter's pride and human perspective clouds his ability to see God's plan or truly listen to Jesus' words. And what follows will rock Peter to his very core. Jesus is in the Garden of, of Gethsemane, Gethsemane when uh, when Judah shows up with the temple guards to arrest Jesus. Jesus goes before Caiaphas, the high priest, you know, etc, and the disciples scatter so matthew twenty six sixty nine through seventy five Now Peter is sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him you and, and says you also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl. Saw him and said to the people there, "This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth." Of Nazareth, he denied again. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing uh, standing there went up to Peter and said, "Surely you are the you are one of them. Your accent gives you away." Then he began to call down curses. And he swore to them, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. One of the other gospels refers to this passage and says that that, uh, Peter actually made eye contact with Jesus when he denied him that third time man, that had to just, I can't imagine the pain and the disappointment that he felt in that moment. Um, You know, Peter went into serious self-preservation mode, even becoming angry and using foul language, possibly. Um, But definitely talking about calling down curses, you know, uh, to illustrate his point that he didn't know him, but he was trying to stress that he did not know Jesus. I mean, he was adamant about it. Even though the servant girl, one of the servant girls, was was the servant of the same guy that Peter had just cut the ear off of in the garden. Peter realizes what he has done and he weeps bitterly, the Bible says. Have you ever broken a promise or failed someone that you loved and it rocked you to your core? The disappointment, the shame? If you have, you know what peter felt like you know what it must have felt like to feel that shame that pain and that guilt but there's hope in peter's brokenness he finds redemption and his life is forever changed sometimes we've we have to fall in order to get back up stronger jesus restored peter and peter became stronger before peter is restored there is a passage that really shows the heart of peter and that he was truly repentant for what he had done in John 20, chapter 21, Peter and some of the disciples take a boat out to do some fishing. Jesus appears on the shore, but they don't realize it's him. And he calls out to them, calling them friends. Don't miss that, by the way. I love that. He called them friends. Anyways, he tells them to cast the net on the right side of the boat, and they will catch some fish. Well, when they do, the net is so full, they catch so many fish, they can't even pull it up. Sounds really familiar to a previous miracle that Jesus had done. You know, and, and that's why at this moment they realize who it is. In fact, it says the one that Jesus loved tells Peter, which we know is John. So he John tells Peter, it's the Lord. In a side note, Jesus could have said, It's me, Jesus, but he used something that was more profound. He knew when they cast their nets and came up with more fish than they could handle, there would be no doubt who was speaking to them. They definitely recognized that miracle from before. Anyways, upon hearing John say that it was the Lord, Peter jumps into the water. He jumps into the sea and begins swimming back to the shore to get to Jesus. He doesn't even wait for the others to follow him. Yeah, which they end up do following him, they follow him in the boat to shore, but Peter jumps in anxiously trying to get to Jesus. I mean, he was not waiting around, that was for sure. It is interesting that this is the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples, and they still do not recognize him at first. They knew it was him by the signs he gave, the miraculous catch of fish they just they just had. Uh, the fish and the loaves that are laying on the fire when they walk up uh, on the shore that he had waiting on them you know anyways this is a that's a much deeper theological discussion for another day but after they ate breakfast with Jesus, Jesus takes Peter aside to encourage him and let him know he is restored and forgiven and he has an assignment for him john twenty one fifteen through seventeen says After they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than the other disciples? Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus told him, Feed my lambs. Jesus asked him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus told him, Take care of my sheep. Jesus asked him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt sad because Jesus had asked him a third time, Do you love me? So Peter said, said to him, Lord, you know everything and you know that I love you. Jesus told him, Feed my sheep. So Peter, being the one who doesn't always listen the first time, Jesus asked him three times, Do you love me? And three times he says, You know that I do. Then Jesus tells him, Feed them and take care of them. In other words, teach them the truth, show them the way, feed their spirit with the truth of Jesus. And when they lose their way, guide them back to the truth so that they can live in victory. Jesus asked Peter to shepherd his people. The same emotional, impulsive, promise-breaking guy that denied knowing Jesus is now asked by Jesus to care for and teach his people. Talk about a comeback story. If you ever feel like you have messed up, And don't see how god can restore you and use you for a great purpose peter should give you hope it does for me peter needed to fail he needed to hit bottom and be broken so jesus could raise him up stronger than before so that he could be ready to do even greater things like i mentioned earlier jesus did not hold peter to his hasty promise about following him even to death not at first at least but in the end peter would follow jesus in death giving his life for the faith. In the end, he gave up his life because he refused to deny Jesus a second time. Peter would have never been ready to handle his his new assignment had he not been broken and restored by Jesus stronger than before. Whatever you have been through, regardless of the mistakes you have made or the difficulties you have faced, Jesus will use it to make you stronger so that you can be ready for greater things for that next assignment. God, I pray that this message spoke to everyone in the way you intended it to. I pray that uh, we hear that when we hear about Peter and what you did for him, we find hope for ourselves. You are so gracious, patient, merciful, forgiving, and full of love. And that is evident in what we learned today. I pray now, Lord, for all those listening. I ask you to fill them with your love. Show them your favor. Touch them with your grace. And clothe them in your righteousness. May we have the strength to stand up for you, to walk in victory, and to remind the enemy exactly who we are, children of the Most High. And if he wants to mess with us, he will have to go through Jesus to do it, because we belong to the living God. And one day, even Satan will bend a knee and declare Jesus is Lord. Bless this day, Lord, and lift up your people so that we may be that city on a hill and give you all the glory and praise. Amen.